0: Jesus into this new decade, 2020. Now you may have been um, asked this before, but I want to ask you now, what do you worship? I'm keeping your head you down to tell the person next to you, all right? But what do you worship? A dictionary definition of, of worship, uh, one is the feeling of or expression of reverence and adoration to a, a deity. Another is a, a, the great admiration or devotion shown towards a, a person or a principle. The old English uh, looks a dictionary definition looks at worthiness and an acknowledgement of, of worth. And in a context of society today, we could, ask, we could define worship and look at the question of what do we place our mind and heart attention and worth on the most? Now, no matter what age or or gender you are, no matter what background you are from, we as humans in this Western decades, we are consistently bombarded with with messages. Messages from the world which distort our view of what a, a full life looks like and what we should worship. We're relentlessly provided with a new and improved way of becoming this kind of better self. It's like an advancing of of our humanness. And it seems to be based upon our pay scales and our our qualifications. The clothes that we wear, making ourselves look younger with with special creams or older younger with, with makeup. Making ourselves look thinner with the The newest and most researched diet, diet proven diets and diet fads or the fastest ways to to increase your muscle mass. Combining posing our bodies and lights and faces with the perfect camera angles to make ourselves look like something worthy to the eyes of viewers on the other end of a phone or a laptop. A never-ending stream of of the latest and best phone contracts with even better cameras, even better screens, the latest Wi-Fi, TV movie passes, even higher spec cars, all-inclusive holidays, the grades which will finally give you the life that you dream of, that promotion which will finally show everyone around you how good you really are. Now, maybe some of these things that I've listed, they resonate with you, but I'm sure that each and every one of us can think of our own. The better self, or even better than that, our complete eternal self, it's found and only found in Jesus and and in his word. This is where our our worship, it it belongs, that that being our mind and heart's attention, what we put our value on most, our will, our desires, our intellect, our our emotions. And so tonight, I'm going to give us three points on on why we worship Jesus. And number one being, our, our worship is our reason for living, it's our reason for living. We just read a moment ago, Psalm 100, 100 verse three, it says, know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. You and I, we were created and designed in love by God. We are his and we were created to live in relationship with Him, in connection with Him, with this relationship being formed through us, us worshiping Him, worshiping Him, giving Him glory and, and adoration, putting Him first in our lives, and encountering His Spirit, His presence. And when my wife Alice and I we um, moved to London as, as students, and Alice being her first year of drama school, darling. And I was in my first year of an access course uh, to university um, in social work. And we had absolutely no money. Nothing. Um, so Alice received student finance and I worked a couple of uh, afternoons a week at school. And uh, we had nothing. So I thought it would be a great idea, a brilliant idea, to, to kind of propose to an old friend of mine that I buy his 1985 VW camper van. Can you pop a little picture of that up Tom, please? for two and a half thousand pounds. Uh, we were 18 and 19 and uh, I thought it'd be a great idea and, and and once I got it, I just fell in love with it. It was the most amazing thing and you might look at that and see it as a pile of trash. I just see it as like my heart on a, on a screen. It is just incredible and I miss it a lot. Um, I felt like I was kind of, in this kind of I was walking into my dream of being this this nomad traveler where I would travel the whole world in in this van The, the sad thing was that we lived in Sidcup, which is a, a London suburb, so it was a bit of a rubbish place to have a camper van um, I felt really, really breaking the mold and over a space of a month I spent I'd say most of my money and all of Alice's student finance on making it look beautiful inside okay, so I, I spent Days, re-carpeting the walls and the and a, and a ceiling. Um, and I put fairy lights around it. We love fairy lights in our house. Um, I, what else did I, do? I I painted the, the sideboards. I, I put pictures around. I, I made it into my own little paradise. Now, it looks really, really good inside. But the thing that I didn't place focus on is... And something I realized when I started driving the thing is that I didn't invest enough money into the mechanics. So being a 1985 camper van, um, I can't remember the amount of times where I had to extract petrol through a siphon into my mouth to get the engine working. It's disgusting stuff. The amount of times I turned up to school's work with oil down my face and I had to go and wash myself. It was getting to become a really bad problem in a very short amount of time. The clutch broke, the alternator broke, the leads broke. It wouldn't go into first gear. <laughs> it was terrible. And uh, within two months, uh, I sold it again. Um, and actually, when I sold it, I gave this guy the rest of the money, which I didn't have, which is great. Um, but I bought a vehicle which was comfortable and, and pretty. I mean, it looked really nice. But I lost focus of its purpose and of its reason. And for me, in that context, it was to take me on adventure. I want to ask you tonight, what is your main reason for living? Looking at life as a vehicle, although holding the best intentions and holding the best values, how much of your life is built on a bubble of comfort? Instant gratification of wanting things now, now, now for me, 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 or the complete opposite of that, of delay gratification, of holding on to everything so tight because you don't want to risk losing it. How much of your life is based on your own successes and your own strengths and climbing a ladder of society and life? This is a big one. How much of your life is based on the approval of others? Now these aren't questions to make us feel guilty or, or shameful, but these are questions that when answered, they, they can lead us into awareness of a full life in God, through Him becoming our reason for living, and leading our lives and our relationships and everything that we are and do into becoming transformed. And the Bible says throughout the renewing of our minds, He renews our minds, and our hearts become secure in knowing Him. Worship as our reason for living. I'm going to go to the next slide, if that's okay. And that's because of who God is and what he has done. Back to Psalm 100. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. From the start of creation and throughout the whole Bible, we, we hear of stories where we as human beings have become distracted from or, or forgotten about our reason for living. And that, that being knowing God and, and worshipping him and we, all the way through history, have let sin and, and other reasons for living take us away from, from who we were made to be. And instead, living a life which ultimately leads to death. And yet, there's a but. And yet, God in his love, instead of turning away from us, he came into human history as a man whilst being fully God and through the life and death and resurrection of Jesus, he took our sin and our shame and he destroyed it. He destroyed it. And in return, he gave us access to his presence, to his spirit and a relationship which lasts for eternity. And with eternity and, and eternal life, not being something that we go to when we die, but that will happen. But it's something we're in right now. Through giving our lives to God and, and, and worshiping him, heaven meets earth. And the unseen is experienced through his kingdom, his rule and reign, his way being established in our lives through who we are and what we do. And I want to tell you now that because of who he is and what he has done, you have the opportunity to, describe, uh, to experience his, his faithfulness in all parts of your life. Indescribable love, restoration, hope, healing, peace, joy, purpose for the first time if you don't know him tonight, or, or, or for every single one of us, however long you've been in faith, there is always more to be found and experienced in him. He's waiting to give it to us. You have the opportunity every single moment of every single day to, to encounter this, to encounter his presence and become more like him. And I don't know about you, but knowing this, it makes me want to worship. It makes me want to give everything to him and make him my priority. And that goes on to our third point, is that when we begin to grasp, fully grasp our reason for living and and based on who God is and what he has done, we then begin to take steps towards him. And ultimately worship then becomes our priority. The first commandment, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, which is then followed by the great commission to go and make disciples. This is our, our worship to him. And that means, like we looked at earlier, using our body and our minds, our emotions, our desires, our habits, our, our lifestyle, to worship him. And in doing so, showing others around us, showing others around you what they reason for living is. And now this isn't a legalistic tally chart where you you feel bad if you haven't uh, read the right level of study, uh, studying the Bible for that week, or or listening to the the holiest podcasts, or praying for five hours a day, or fasting for three weeks, or listening to 24-hour Hillsong playlist on YouTube. Obviously, I do all of those things on a regular basis, but for you guys, it doesn't have to be that. This is about posture of your heart. The good news is God is is present and he loves us, he loves you through the long work hours and tasks, through the kids waking you up at 6am in the morning, through the essay deadlines, the homework stress, the school stresses, the job searching, the Netflix binging on series, We do that a lot. Apple TV, Instagram, um, Twitter, Facebook, notifications, all that stuff. World news, the constant feeds of world news coming through onto our phones and our devices. Village competitions, I know this is huge in Weston. I'm not going to say anything about the flower show, I got in trouble last time political changes and uproar, tiredness, human emotion, relationship and family issues, bereavement, illnesses. He isn't calling us to to drop care of everything and to stop trying. And you know what? We are going to mess it up. But what he is calling us to is making him our highest priority over the successes in our lives, but also over the mess. This is a moment by moment, day by day, month by month, and year by year gradual formation of becoming a worshiper to make steps towards knowing him more deeply becoming more like him and impacting the world around you with all of this stuff having an eternal impact. Worship becomes our our priority by allowing God to work with us where we are. And if you don't read the Bible at the moment, don't start trying to read the whole of Genesis in three days. You know, I, I went out and tried to run a 10 mile run in September after not running for years. And I told Alice, I'll be back in an hour or so. I'm just going to do 10 miles. And after three miles, I came back. I was red in the face. I collapsed onto the sofa. I couldn't breathe, and it was terrible. And, um, you know, the body works in, in amazing ways. And that each time I went, I got a little bit better at it. And I started to, you know, my, my muscles started to actually get used to the stress of, of running. Although Mark did tell me off numerous times for up my miles <laughs> way too much, um, which I've learnt from. Really, really hurt. Um, this is a gradual and slow formation of becoming who we are in Him. Let Him work with you where you are. You know what? Priority can be set by not letting your phone be the first thing that wakes you up in the morning. You know, you might want to, you might be, you still use the alarm on your phone, but. In those first few moments of waking, not letting tasks and emails and notifications and busyness and news be, be your mind and heart's influence for, for that day. But instead, it might be that you you, choose, you tell him that you choose to focus on him in prayer. You say, God, no matter what the circumstances today, I, 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 I need you. And you're enough. It might be thanking God for your life. It might be Casting all your worries and anxieties onto him and saying, God, I I need you in this moment. Making worship a priority, it might might look like spending time in in thought about about God's character. And His love for you when you have a moment of of anxiety or panic. Putting or trusting him, making worship a priority, it might be to slow down and just breathe. And this is a really, really important one. And we'll be looking at this in, in later weeks around the topic of rest and peace and how important and how good it is for us. And he's calling us to all to it, especially in this society and going into this next decade. You know, to become mindful of the moments where God is inviting you into a place of knowing him more place where breathing and stopping, you can start to receive revelation of who you are in him. Now, another way we can make worship our priority is, is through song worship at church. And, and this is such an important one to me. You know, I started here uh, three, four months ago um, and had the privilege of being able to lead the team here at All Saints in worship. And for me, some worship has transformed every part that I am, of the person that I am today. From a very young age, I picked up a guitar and I started to sing through some really messed up circumstances as a child. All I knew was fear and, and pain as a child, and picking up that guitar and worshiping for the first time, it helped me to see something different in life. It helped me to see his face, and that's what we're doing when we worship. Psalm 100 as we read earlier it says shout for joy to the Lord all the earth worship the Lord of gladness come before him with joyful songs enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise give thanks to him and praise his name now I'm not sure what your experience of of sung worship is at all saints okay whether you like the culture of of modern worship or moving into different elements of new and you know, new ways of doing worship with a keyboard synth and an acoustic guitar and similar chords in every single song, doing the same four chords in most songs, whether that's your thing or whether you like it to sound a bit different, maybe more of a, a rockabilly vibe or, I don't know, traditional folk or hip-hop or grime. I've been waiting for you guys to ask me to beatbox and it's going to happen right now. Jesus! You know, we could... There's lots of different ways of doing this. Lots of different ways of doing it. I promise you I won't do that again in here. But it might be that you want it to be louder. Or you want it to be quieter because you can't hear yourself think. It might be that you want more colored lights or even a smoke machine. It might be you want electric guitars everywhere and saxophone solos by Pippa Page. as she swings on wires through the ceiling. I don't know what your needs are for, for worship, but we all might have different ways of wanting to do it. It might be that you want more contemporary songs, more modern songs. Do the stuff that Bethel and Hillsong are doing. We need more of that. Oh, no, we know, but no, but you need to get back to traditional hymns. That's what really captures the gospel. It might be that you want to sing the same songs more because you keep forgetting them. Or you want to just stop singing the same songs all the time. And of course, we want this to be a helpful environment for every single one of us to be able to worship freely and to worship in, our, in a way that we find helpful. But whatever your experience of, of song worship is, when we take time to focus our hearts on Jesus together, through song or, or through prayer, our eyes, they begin to see with, with clarity. I'm gonna say it, 2020 20 vision. Our ears, they begin to be open to, to his voice. And we begin to to perceive and and live life to its fullest capacity. This this song worship stuff is really important. All the songs that we sing at all saints, they've they've been written with or they've been influenced by by the word of God, the Bible. And when we sing, we, we bring ourselves to a place of declaring the truth of who God is, his character which transforms us in a few ways that we attempt to describe him. Almighty One, Savior, Counselor, Protector, Forgiver of Sins, Healer, Deliverer, Friend, Redeemer, Beautiful, Everlasting, Alpha Omega, Salvation, Our God. And this list, it never ends. His characteristics never end. And there are just some ways of describing him. When we sing, we also will recognize and reflect on, on the gospel, the good news being what he has done through his death, life, and resurrection, what he is doing now in establishing his ways, his rule and reign, his kingdom here on this earth in us, and the future as well, what he promises for us in his faithfulness and who he is. You know, you might hear some some songs quite regularly, a bit more than others um, in this church and, and church-wide, and A lot of the time, it'll be because that song in particular captures a real good picture of, of what the gospel is. You know, this is amazing grace. This is unfailing love, that you would take my place and you would bear my cross. You would lay down your life so I would be set free. Jesus, I sing of all that you've done for me. We recognize and reflect on the gospel. And when we recognize and reflect on the gospel, we don't sing because of good feeling. We don't sing because um, our, our day has gone really well before we arrive to church or that we, we really want to worship. But there is joy, of course. And sometimes we all come in full of joy and wanting to worship. But in real life, we're, we're faced with a whole load of different struggles. But instead, regardless of, of style or setting or our circumstances, how we play the music. When we sing, we come to a place of fixing our eyes on him, coming away from ourselves, which in itself transforms us. We come to a place of intimacy with him through, through his spirit. We share our, our passion and love for him. We exchange our, our pain and our sorrows, our anxieties, our bouts of depression, a sadness. We exchange him, a longing for more. We exchange him for a deep revelation of our identity and who we are in him, a receiving of, of, of love, grace which has eternally removed our sin and shame, being attached to it. Salvation with an eternal life attached to it, and a promise of His Holy Spirit being present in every moment of our lives, in this part of eternity, and through the rest of it. This is why we sing. This is why we sing in worship, and this is why, and we'll look at this in later weeks, a kind of gifts of the Spirit and expressions of worship, but. This is why you'll want to at some point, or, or you might see around you people lifting their hands or singing out their own songs to Him. When the band kind of just play through music, a lot of the time, that's not just to have like a nice keyboard solo. That's an, an opportunity for us to reflect in who we are in Him and who He is, or to sing out our own song. And I encourage you to come on the journey that we're going, going into. In expressing our love for Him through worship, through our voices, through sharing here at the front, letting God speak through each and every one of us. But all this stuff that I've listed, this is why we make sung worship one of our priorities. And if the band or, or someone could come back up in a moment, we're gonna we're gonna pray and we're gonna uh, worship together through song. But I want to encourage each and every one of us, individually, but as a community to step into this this new decade, 2020, with making worship our, our reason for living because of who God is and what he has done and making worshiping Jesus our priority, a new way of thinking, doing, being, perceiving, I want this to be a new year for us whereby we can step closer into gradually forming into who we were created to be. So if you'd like to stand, we're going to pray. And close your eyes if you feel comfortable in this moment too. Now it might be tonight that the things I've spoken about are new to you. And, and you want to step into a new life which we've explored tonight. Or, or, or maybe it might be that you feel like your identity as a worshiper is, is dimmed. It might be that other things in your life have, have taken priority and you want to step back into a life of, of worshiping God. Or tonight you might be Hungry for an experience of fresh faith, that uh, a move of his spirit working your life. You want to see that and, and for this year to be one that takes you to a new level of intimacy with him.